0: Our Bible reading is taken from Romans 10, 5 to 15. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will ascend into the deep? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be pushed to shame. But there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then? Can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are saints? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you so much, Florence, for reading uh, the passage. Uh, we are doing a, a, series, a sermon series uh, in uh, Paul's letter to the church in Rome. And uh, we have arrived today uh, in chapter uh, 10, chapter 10, Romans. 10. And a topic, yes, it is beautiful. Uh, feet. Beautiful feet. They are not, uh, those are not my feet. Uh, I wish they were. But, uh, because I have to confess something, that my feet this morning, they are not at all uh, beautiful. Um, as some of you are aware, of, I ran a half marathon yesterday and uh, around a very cold water in Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So my feet are a bit jelly like this morning. Um, but uh, it was hard work, but my daughter Rebecca and I, we, we got to the finishing line. And so that was quite an achievement. Uh, so beautiful feet. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, Paul wrote here in this uh, passage. And he was actually quoting uh, uh, from a verse uh, found in, in Isaiah, Isaiah 52 and verse seven and the prophet writes, How beautiful are the on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation. And if there's anything this world needs is peace, good news and rescuing. And I know that uh, over the last few years, I have, on several occasions spoken about sharing the gospel, sharing the good news. I've spoken about evangelism quite a lot. But this is something that is so important to us. with one of our core vision, visions at the martyr, stating that we are here to bring the good news of Jesus to our community evangelism is clearly central to who we are it is not an optional extra and it's not for the few but for the many but we need to be honest about evangelism about sharing the gospel it's not easy is it yes no it's not it's quite challenging it is hard work at times. It throws up all sorts of emotions within us when we try to share our faith with others. Before I got ordained in the Church of England, I worked in a mission agency uh, for 25 years. Uh, I was based in London. And over those years, I, I've done a, lots of evangelism, kind of street ministry outreach, I preached on the street, I preached at Speaker's Corner, I've done loads of door to door, I've been involved in doing some silly dramas on the street, like the chicken sketch, some of you know the maybe chicken sketch, it's just a, you can ask me about it afterwards, it's a weird drama. Um, you know, I've, I've used flip charts on the street, I've done lots of leafleting, used microphones, instruments, costumes, all sorts of things. In trying to engage people about faith, and although at times it was perhaps successful, other times it was hard work. However, one thing I learned during those years was that the closer I felt to Jesus, the more I wanted to tell others about Him. The closer I felt to Jesus, the more I want to tell others about it. You know, I'm not that uh, weepy sort, I think, although I am known to have cried watching Princess Diary. But, you know, there have been times, there have been times, although not very often, when I've been on the street, and I watched people kind of going, going by, and I wept, I cried, Tears of sadness because those people, they don't know Jesus. They don't know how good he is. How much he wants to come into their lives. How much he wants to change their lives. I've also discovered that it really helps me to want to share the good news of Jesus with others. If Jesus is good news in my life. In what way? In what way is Jesus good news in your life today? In what way is Jesus good news in your life today? So, Paul is referring to having beautiful feet. And it seems to me that he's suggesting that our feet become beautiful when they are moving. When those feet are going to places, going to people, with a message of God's love and power to change lives. We Christians, we do indeed have a story that needs to be told. But what do we tell them? What do we tell them? Help me this morning. What do we tell people? Call out something. Jesus loves you. you. It's a good start. It's good... (laughs) The finish with Jesus loves you. It's central. What else? Your story matters to God. Yeah, God's interested in you. What else? God can change things. Yeah. It's never too late. It's never too late. We connect with people. We tell them a little bit about the difference Jesus made to our lives. We tell them about Jesus' death, resurrection, God's presence in our lives through His Spirit. One who brings peace, one who brings hope. In order for people to call on the name of the Lord, Paul sets out a series of conditions that must be met. He says, messengers must be sent. And I just want to make this clear. Uh, if you are a Christian, you are sent by God. At the end of most of our church services, we say these words. Go in peace to love, love and serve the Lord and you know it's not necessary because we think it's such a great idea or a good idea or certainly that it's it's easy to go and serve him in the world around us but because mission is deeply rooted in the heart of God our God is a missionary God, he so wants to touch lives, to bring hope to bring salvation Jesus has said that uh, he had come to seek and save the lost. And then he has sent us out to do the same. And go means go. Jesus really means what he said. So messengers must be sent. We are sent ones. The message must be preached. What do you get excited about? What are some of the things that you can't stop bringing into conversations? Because we all have something. Something that we just love talking about. Some interests or hobbies. Grandchildren. Funny stories. Things we watch on TV. That make us laugh perhaps. Perhaps. You know when good things happen, we want to tell others. When we're excited about something, it's hard to keep quiet about it. Our daughter Joanna recently got engaged to Chris. And we knew, Sue and I, we knew that Chris was going to propose to Joanna. But we obviously couldn't uh, couldn't you know tell people until he had proposed. But it was so hard to keep quiet. We wanted to tell everyone that our daughter had gotten engaged. And we have this amazing story of Jesus. Amazing good news of Jesus. But most of us, we do have fears and worries, as we already alluded to, when it comes to sharing our faith with others. And you know, there are all sorts of myths about evangelism, about having spiritual conversations. One myth is that it happens in special places, during special moments by special anointed people. That's not true. That those spiritual conversations are always serious and sobering. They can be very serious but not always. That we need to be able to give the right answer. No. No, no. They're probably more looking whether this is real in your life. Than actually getting some good theological responses. It involves conflict. The conflict probably is more to do with ourselves, and our readiness, our willingness to go uh, and share. What stops us from sharing? Jesus. Paul writes in Corinthians, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. We are Christ's ambassadors. Sharing our faith is part of our identity as Christians. The message must be preached. Are you still with me? Thank you, Shobhan. Thirdly, people must hear the message people must hear the message what people where are we as paul says ambassadors of course in our households family the greek word is oikos in our oikoses you know it's our family extended family relatives at our work many of you go to work tomorrow morning and you you, go, you know you, you you work among colleagues you, you, you maybe you work from home and maybe you are you have a team or, or, or zooms or you go into your office or you go somewhere and you engage with people our work contexts they are the place where we need to be ambassadors our neighborhood of course our networks when we join a gym when we go to a craft group when we engage on Facebook. Wherever we connect with people in our various groups, you know, research has found that people around us, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, people have a desire for belonging, fulfillment, and a sense of purpose. People around us are not as we religious as we might may, may think. Many people pray. Many have had spiritual experiences. People in general do think positively of Christians they know. Which is quite a miracle, but they do. People are open to talking about spiritual things. But the goal for us is to make sense of the message to others. To make it relevant and accessible. The responsibility of hearing lies both with the bringer of the message as well as the receiver. We need to think about language. We need to think about timing. We need to think about ongoing support. Think about prayer. But people must hear the message. And finally, hearing must be met by faith. Hearing must be met by faith. Paul writes in Colossians, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. A few of us here at the Martins, we are in the middle of doing an an evangelism course run by CPAS, uh, which is an, an Anglican Evangelical Mission Agency. And one thing we have looked at recently is how we may engage in conversations with non-Christians. And we have discussed what it means to be, as Paul writes, seasoned with salt. And those running the course have come up with this acronym, SALTY. Salty. Christians, we like acronyms. So anyway, SALTY. S-A-L-T-I. Salty Conversations. S. About starting a conversation. Starting a conversation. Begin chatting with people. Hoping that it would lead to having faith conversations. And I'm aware that I have a bit of an advantage. When I go around uh, down the narrow Road wearing my dog collar. It does open up doors. I'm more than happy to lend you my dog collar if that would help. But, um... Uh, or maybe I can't. But, uh, Uh, But you know, I do think there are opportunities out there to begin a conversation Um, and our faith, because our faith is important to us, that that can be part of that conversation. But we need to pray for opportunities, we need to be willing and we need to give time to it. Start a conversation. Secondly, ask a question. We know from the Gospels that Jesus asked loads of questions. He tried to draw people out. What are some of the questions you can ask those that you are engaging with? Maybe the first few conversations won't be about faith, and that's okay. It's fine to talk about news and politics and life in general. That's okay. But maybe there will come a time when you can say, hey, I heard something interesting at church last week. Oh, and you, are are you a church person? Are you a church person? Do you have faith? And just talk about your life, and then ask a question. Listen, El, listen for where they're at. You know, everyone is on a journey. Hardly ever will someone go from being a, atheist to being a full-on Christian overnight. That can happen, but generally not. People go on a journey. Experts, they call this the angle game. Anyway, it, it's a journey where we're where slowly kind of being more and more open to the Christian faith. Maybe it's through engaging or meeting uh, or making Christian friends with, with Christians. Maybe it's about reading something. Maybe there's a life crisis. But there's, there's, a, there's a journey that people go on and then they become open to the Christian faith. For us to listen to people, to, to find out where they're at, what's going on in, in their lives. Have I got something to share that is re- relevant to where they're at in their journey? Listen. Fourthly, I'm going really to finish, tell stories. Let's own up, let's be real about our faith. When we tell a story about what we did last weekend, we can own up to going to church. When we tell the story of introducing ourselves, we can, tell, we can own up being a Christian. When we tell the story of how we coped with the trying time, own up to the difference our faith has made. And then finally invite people to take the next step. Invite people to a connecting event. It builds relationship. Invite people for a coffee, maybe for a meal, maybe for a church social. Over the next few weeks, you know, we have lots and lots of good events to invite, invite our friends to. Whether it's a Christmas uh, fair this Saturday or a cafe in a couple of weeks time or carols by candlelight all sorts of events that you know people I think would love to come to invite people to a a connecting event invite people to join us in serving the needs of others perhaps a gardening team maybe baby basics maybe in the local food bank if you are helping there ask someone else to come and join you and invite people to consider Jesus. Yes, perhaps a church service, perhaps the Alpha Course, perhaps your home group, perhaps reading a book, listening to a podcast. Hearing must be met by faith. I would like to finish with... uh, if you are happy to pray this prayer, to pray this, uh, not this prayer, this prayer, have a have a little read-through if you if you happen to do that, just have a little read. <coughs> I would uh, love to invite us to read read this prayer out together if you agree with this prayer. I would love you to join me in praying uh, because this is really important to us. This is at the heart of why we are here. Most things will be better when we one day get to heaven. One thing we can't do in heaven is uh, share the gospel with non-believers. This is probably the one thing we can do here, but we can't do that. So, uh, if you are willing to, please join me in praying this prayer. Thank you, Father God, that we are your church, the body of Christ in the world. We are grateful for our Sunday life and worship that equips us for the days we are apart. Help us to see afresh the possibility of our everyday lives as ambassadors for you. May we know your presence with us on the pressures and the potential of the week ahead. Help us to leave traces of your grace wherever we are and whatever we do. Amen.